Welcome back to Case Studies. I'm with one of my all-time favorite people in the entire world. And I, I we were actually talking this morning, and I said this to you. You're like, I've got my list of like top five, and you're on that list of just like, one, the people who've like influenced me the most, but second, like the people who I look up to the most out of like anybody in my life. And so it's so fun to one, have you on here and two, uh, to share your story. Cause you're not like a public figure. You don't do this stuff. And your story is like such a beautiful story that like, I'm just excited to talk about it. So anyway, th- thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. And that's, Nice of you to say all that stuff. It's just truth. It's just what it is. (laughs) I feel the same way about you. So So I want to go back to the very beginning because everybody kind of sees Alex Dunn today and you see kind of this linear line of (laughs) these successes, you know, of BYU graduate and, and, you know, helping Mitt Romney and building these billion dollar businesses and LHM partner. And it was all like up and to the right. I want to go back to the, you know, to the start, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't feel, you know, like (laughs) up and to the right. It was uh, maybe more when you were in it. I remember I've talked about this in other settings, but I I remember going to the entrepreneur lecture series um, at BYU and honestly, like leaving more discouraged than like encouraged. Yeah. um, Because, I'd go and, you know, like these people seem to be like perfect. Just had it dialed. Like, yeah, yeah, dialed in and they're waking up at 4 a.m. and they're writing a book by 7 and they're, you know, just amazing people. And I remember being like, I don't, I feel kind of normal. You know, I'd like, I think I have strengths. I'm confident in myself, but I'm also like, I don't like getting up in the morning. I, you know, it's like there's, and so I would leave thinking, I wonder if I have what it takes to like kind of be an entrepreneur um, or to be like those people. Um, And, and truthfully, I have been lucky enough to be involved with some, you know, amazing success. Um, But if I was being true to like um, how I felt going through that, it, has felt more like, Hey, I've, you know, like sometimes I feel inadequate. Sometimes I feel scared. Um, like the fear of losing, you know, which is so funny because like I worked for you for a long time and I would always think of you as just bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like you guys were, you and Todd were just exceptional leaders and you guys led some hard, you know, there was like some rough waters over the, the course of the journey. And so it's actually funny that like you're scared. You didn't know it was gonna work out. Like, you know what I you mean? You saw, I mean, the and and I think that's where you you hear sometimes leaders say it's lonely. People say it's lonely at the top or it's lonely to be yeah. a leader. Um, you know, I experienced that. The great thing is we I always had Todd. Todd, you know, like we were always able to kind of be completely honest yeah. with each other. Um, but you know, when you're a leader, people are looking to you to lead. And, um, and so, you, you know, it's like, look, you, even if I am feeling like nervous about failing or feeling like, can I do this? 
Like that's the role you're in is you have to go. And I think I've always tried to be authentic. And so like, I tried never to, I I think you guys knew when, Hey, here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's what we have to go get done in order to kind of navigate through these challenges. And so we were always honest, not like, Oh, you know, I, I, the, a leadership style that doesn't resonate with me is like when there are challenges, it's like, this is amazing. You know, like Yo. we're, we're in the best situation we've ever, you know, and it's like, everybody kind of knows Yo. like, Hey, that's probably not really the case. Yeah. And, um, and so I've always tried to make sure that stuck with me. Like how I felt when I like, um, would hear people speak about their successes. It was like, they just seemed like it was always up and to the right. But, but talk to me a little bit about leadership because you, one, I, I just think you're an exceptional leader, but you've had amazing leaders in your life. Like what, where did you learn these skills? Like who, who were like the, the models of what a good leader is for you growing up? You yeah. know what I mean? Like who, who are the ones that you looked at and say, Hey, I took this from this person and I took this, from this person and you know, this helped me be a better leader. I've been lucky to be around amazing people. Um, you know, um, helping Mitt Romney, you know, run his gubernatorial campaign and then being his deputy chief of staff. I learned a, a ton from him. Um, but I actually, for me, like developing as a leader was actually, I, initially thought I had to be like other people. That's why it was kind of discouraging for me to go. Cause you just said, that's not me. I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of not me. I'm not like how they are. And I thought, Oh, I have to be how they are in order to like have the success that that's what success looks like. Yeah. That's kind of what the, the path to success. And so honestly, probably the most important path or most important um, lesson I learned through, you know, early in my career was what I needed to be was like true to myself. Like, who was I? Like, what was I good at? And then also like, I've talked about this in other settings too, but like strengthening your strengths. Like, and, and so I needed to discover like, okay, well, what am I good at? Like, what are my strengths? What are the things that like I can bring to the table? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we have a tendency um, to want to be good at the things we're not good at. Yeah. And we take we take for granted the things that like come, come easy. easy to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, sure. well, that's kind of easy. Like people, like I I think I'm a pretty good leader like in turmoil, like when there's challenges. Crisis. Crisis. Yep. Like for when, sure. you know, where you're like, okay, I can like buckle down. You're like a wartime CEO for sure. And, you know, maybe that's partially because there was a lot of, a lot of those, um, you know, not, yeah, there was a lot. We had, we went through a lot um, in all of the companies that I've been involved with and that's been more my experience. And so again, I look and say, it hasn't been up and to the right. It's like crazy. There's days there were before we did our deal with Blackstone Um, you know, and that was like at a North of a $2 billion valuation, like months before that we were having, um, conversations with some of our existing investors that were kind of saying, 
we're not sure you've created any equity value in this business. And they, they invested at like a $40 million valuation. And, you know, there was part of me that was like, I don't, is that true? Like, I don't know. You felt like you had, you felt like you created like, but there was obviously some question as to whether or not we had. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, for me, it's not linear at all. Um, my experience has been like, um, um, that it's hard that you go forward, that you go back and that the kind of key lessons are like, Hey, be true to who you are, be authentic, um, kind of, you know, and then understand what your strengths are, fill in around you. So you have, Cause I think, I think that's something that, uh, I've always admired about you is you would, you surround yourself with great people. And not just great people, great people who are different than you, like yeah. very like distinct differences. And I think, you know, that when I, when I look at you and say, these are the things that Alex does that I want to do in my life, you attract really great people and you, they're attracted to you, you know, and that, I, that was the story with Vivint. That was the story with Vivint Solar. You know, when you worked with Mitt, then you were able to work. You, you always at LHM now, your team is just, you know, you guys just have exceptional people yep. with very different skill sets, shared values, but very different skill sets. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that natural? Is that like just when you said, Hey, you know, double down on your strengths. Is that just something that's intuitive to you that you just said, I know I need to get people around me that are great. Yeah. I have realized that, um, I like, I actually don't like succeeding alone. I think there are leaders and I'm actually not, um, there's no judgment in this statement. Like I think if that, if you are kind of, lone wolf. Yeah. Like there are people that are like, Hey, it is me. And like, I don't want partners. I don't want like, you know, um, then, then I think you should be true to that. Cause if you try to, to be the other way, it's not going to work Yeah, for me. I actually have realized I don't, I want, um, I don't want to be alone on the journey. Yeah. Um, and you've tried that. Like I, I think about, you know, you, going and building out the SPAC and doing yeah. some of this stuff. And it was more of a, like a loan, a loan. Yeah. That I had partners, you know, uh, Solomir capital in Boston and, and Paul Ryan and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I've realized I just don't like, I, and it's worked for me. Like I've realized like, Oh, when you have great people yeah, that, um, Especially when you get people that are like the whatever the opportunity is growing into them, instead of like I tried never to have too many people because I was actually that guy. I was always like growing into the opportunity. Yeah. What I was doing, I had never. Most of what I've done in my career, I've never done before. Yeah, I'm like I've never built. You know, when we did Vivint, I'd never built a multi-billion-dollar business, and then Solar. It's like. Not, I'd never taken a company public. I'd never, you know, all these things that we accomplished. Um, so I tried to like have a good balance of people that like the company could grow into. Yeah. Um, and I realized, oh, they're going to bring like the company along with them. 
So kind of kind of hiring ahead a little bit. Yeah, you're hiring yeah. ahead. Yeah. And now the company's like instead of like everybody trying to keep up with the opportunity, it's grow, growing into that. It's like they're yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. the company into where their capabilities are. Yeah. So I, w- I was listening to uh, the commencement speech randomly this morning. Popped up on my YouTube of Steve Jobs. It was his Stanford commencement speech. I've listened to it a lot. And and it was so inspiring to me. He's talking about um, getting fired from Apple and a very public firing. You know, he's 30 years old and kind of felt like he let the tech world down and was thinking about leaving the Valley and, yep. you know, embarrassed. And he's going to his the Hewlett Packards and his mentors and just kind of embarrassed. You know, he's 30 years old. And then he talks about realizing that he really liked building companies yeah. and he got back in it and he, you know, did Pixar and he did next and met his wife and, you know, ultimately ends up Apple, you know, buys his technology and it kind of becomes the foundation and, you know, Apple 2.0 couldn't have happened. That's right. Without him getting fired. He wasn't the leader he he wasn't leader and couldn't have any, and he said that he said, I wouldn't have had my family. I wouldn't have got these experiences, but it was not the medicine that I wanted or would have chosen. Like, talk to me about that kind of connecting the dots going yeah. back versus. Which I'm a big believer in. I think you, when you look back, you can like clearly see how the dots connect Yeah, when you're in the middle of it. Like it so seems hard. chaotic. So it's hard. like, yeah. there is no meaning or they, these aren't going to connect. Yeah. Um, but look, I had a really hard, I started my first company, um, uh, with a friend of mine who I'd served a a mission, you know, with, and, um, uh, in Boston, I was a junior at BYU. Um, he was going to MIT and it was, it was just a professional services company, but it was, uh, we had a bunch of MIT engineers, some of them, you know, Jeremy Warren, JT yeah, Wang, guys, the that, legends yeah, yeah. Like, that ended up being important, really important parts of our success. At yeah. Um, and, um, but the internet was just becoming commercialized. And so we like, we built some really cool systems. And, and at that point there was the internet was like brand new, um, and so like, I mean, you guys were at the cutting edge. Yeah. Like web browsers couldn't really do anything. It was like, we were building custom software that now is like, you know, like not a big deal. Yeah. But, but then it, then it, then was, it like, was like, it, yeah, it, like you it were, was, no what, one, what, yeah. What, what year was that? That was 95. So this was like six years before the bust. Like you, you guys, yeah, were, we you were guys before were the, it. even the bubble had started to form. Yeah. We were like kind of in the middle yeah. of. And honestly, I look back and say, man, if I would have like had some vision, like I probably we we were like, you know, a professional services firm, but we 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 were building tools. I remember we built this messaging tool that um was like a yeah, it was just like a little messaging tool that was based off of something they had at MIT. And um there was a company called AIM that like uh, I think it was AOL bot. Um, for like, you know, billions of dollars. That was this messaging tool that we had built just for like the engi- the engineers had built yeah. to like communicate. Yeah. Anyway, um, but um, long story short, I um, end up, there was me, um, initially it was me, um, uh, my, my 
business partner's wife and um, my business partner, you know, were the owners of the business. Yeah. And, um, and what was the cap table at, at that point? That was like the a third, a third, a third. Okay. So his wife, him, you third, a third, a yeah. third. Okay. Um, and, and then, um, she kind of didn't want to be in the business and we brought on another partner and essentially like bought her, her out, Yeah, brought this, this guy on who had been the CEO at monster.com. He was older than she's a big, like, yeah, he was, this a, was like a big time hire. It was, it was yeah. a big time. It was a big kind of coup. punching above your weight at For that sure. point. It's like, this For is, sure. you know, and you know, he came on and, and really helped us raise and, a lot. And, of, and you're how old at this point? 20, 25. That's cr- like, 25 how did you have like the belief that I, I can do this? You know well, what I mean? See, like, that, I did it. I looking back, I'm like, I, I, it just was like, it was more organic. It was like Justin, who was my partner yeah. was like, Hey, I think I can, I think people need like MIT software engineer. Cause he's like genius, right? He's a genius. Yeah. yeah super, yeah. super smart guy. Yeah. Um, and, um, He's like, I, people need, it, it started because he would go to the MIT job board, which was like a cork board that people would like back then, like pin note cards up to with like phone numbers um, on the end of it, like cut off, like cut up. And so you could like rip off a phone number and it's like, Hey, I need a software engineer to do this. So he'd go to the job board. He'd like, look, he'd rip the phone numbers and call. And that's how he was like getting himself through, through MIT. Then he's like, I think there's people that need like 10 of 10 engineers. And he's like, that's how like the idea started. Um, And then he called and he's like, Hey, can you come back? I think we could like turn this into a business. So I like went back during the summer between my junior and senior year and kind of helped get it started. And so it wasn't, it happened happened pretty organic. Yeah. It was like, there's a need. We can fill that need. We had it really enjoyed. Being, it, wasn't, it wasn't like you went and build a business plan no, and present like there was it, no it, business it was plan. just kind of like there was a need. There, there's we a can pain in the market and yeah. and you guys are filling it and it just yeah. got momentum. Yeah. And and we started to get customers. We built family search. We built we built big systems like that were big deals at the time. Wow. Like the largest searchable database online that, you know, and, and so we had really smart engineers. And so it wasn't, it was just like, oh, I think, I don't know, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. And, you know, graduated, came back, graduated, got married, and then moved back to Boston. But looking back, I'm like, I mean, there were times that, like, we couldn't make payroll for, we paid other people, but not ourselves. Not yourselves, yeah. I was like, got a night job. Like, it was. So it's kind of hand to mouth a little bit, where yeah. it's like, you know, but probably like, still really excited. It was <laughs> super fun. I loved it. Looking back, I'm like, man, I like took my new bride, like Debbie back there, not really knowing if I can get paid. I'm like, I ignorance really is bliss. Isn't it? it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's so I great. was like, well, I, you know, now I probably understand more why her parents were like, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, go get a normal job. You know, well, Debbie always believed in you. Didn't she, she always, yeah, always. So I, we went and did that, um, brought Miller Newton on as a CEO. And then I essentially like the three of us did not blend well. Yeah. Um, and I, I got pushed out 
like those two like decided that, you know, the business would be better without me essentially. And so, um, kind of said, Hey, it's time for you to leave, which was, you know, I had never thought, and it was a, it was a blow to my, so, so, so that was one in this commencement speech where Steve jobs was kind of saying like, I got fired from my company. How I didn't know I could get fired from my company. I'm the, I'm the owner. I'm the founder. Like go, go through that. Like, was that like a, cause you kind of the only way to learn it is to learn it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, when it happened, I was like, I, I was, sh- I'm like, and the interesting thing. And again, I've, I've kind of told this story uh, before. So apologize. People heard it, but like I was sitting in this hotel, Justin and Miller were going to come and, I w- I'd actually moved with professional services. We were in Boston when we brought Miller on. I want like, you know, Miller and I did things differently. We viewed the world differently and he became a full partner. So it was then him, the three of us. Yeah. And, um, and then we raised some capital. So we all diluted to, I think we raised something like $80 million of venture capital. Was that dollars. was the, yeah, it was that dollars. was the bubble. That yeah. was like the internet 1.0. Yeah. Know? Um, and, Anyway, so they so I moved to San Jose to like open our first West office Coast. outside of Boston. Yeah. And really to kind of come up with the model for opening new offices. And then we were gonna like go to London and do that. And I, that was like exciting to me. And um and so I was in San Jose. Those two were coming out to like see how we were doing and you know, we were gonna connect. And they walked in. They, I, I vividly remember this. Like I was sitting at this, like on this bench in a hotel lobby, right by where our office was. We were going to have breakfast when they walked in, and that, you know, I this came from God. Like I, it was one of the times in my life where I think God like gave me like knowledge directly to my brain, you know. And they walked in, and I'm like, they're gonna fire. They're gonna come like, on. I, it like came out of, super clearly. Out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. Like I had not, not that came out of nowhere. And then I was like, can they do that? I was like having this conversation, <laughs> like, cause I knew it was going to happen. You just felt it. I just knew. I don't, I came from God. Like I knew it was going to happen. So we sat down and I'm like, all this stuff's going through my head. Like, like, can, like I, I can they do, you know? And so. Cause it had been building up like that. There was some friction there with really me and Miller. Yeah. More strategic, more like directional or was it like personalities or like, what was like the probably because it feels like things were going good. You're raising outside capital. You got, I think maybe, I think the issue probably was like, I was a partner in the business. Like I owned as much of the business as the two of them. Is he kind of treating you like an employee? Like, yeah. And I think Miller really just wanted me to like be an employee. Yeah. And I was okay being an employee, like in certain situations. Cause I had been the CEO when he came on, I'm like, look, you know, like this is, yeah. I think the best thing for the business yeah, is yeah, having yeah. someone that knows more than has that experience. I do. Yeah, yeah. Has the experience. And so that was like, I willingly like agreed to that. Um, but there were settings where I was okay saying, Hey, you're the CEO. You're, but then there were settings where like, I'm a partner, I'm a partner in this business. And so in, in those settings, I'm like, you're not, you know, you're not over me. And that was, I think hard maybe for both of us to navigate. Yeah. Right. And so like, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure I had 
as much to do with it as he did. Of so I'm not. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so they came out and he said, Miller's like, Hey, you know, how's it going? And we actually were doing great in California. We had built the office, I think at that point, actually bigger than the Boston office. And, wow. um, and, um, and he's like, Hey, I think it's time for you to move on. And I, again, because like, you knew, like I knew like 10 minutes before this. And so I just, I remember looking at Justin and saying, Hey, what? Cause I knew at that point, I'm like, well, I guess if two thirds, yeah. Like if yeah. the two of them agree, then yeah. I guess they can. Um, and I looked at Justin and you knew, well, he said, you know, I said, what are you, you know, like, where are you at with this? And he's like, Hey, I'm here. If you need to talk. So I'm like, okay, he's, I guess he's okay with this too. Yeah. Um, and, and it happened. And honestly, it was devastating to me. I mean, just crushed you. It crushed me. Yeah. Um, and it crushed my confidence. And I had not really thought about doing something else. We were like on this trajectory. We were no going plan. public. Yeah. We were going to be worth, you know, competitors of ours were worth like billions of dollars on the public wow. markets. And, um, and so I just like, I was in the middle of that and, and, and it crushed me. I mean, it took me, um, a few years to like, so, honestly, it, like recover from that and yeah. gain my confidence back. Yeah. Um, um, but it was an important, it was super important, um, an important part of my story and the things I learned. And well, well, what's crazy about that? I'm just sitting here listening and I was like, my career would not have happened without that happening. There's this course of human events. Yeah. It's like, this has the to dots. like. It's the dots. And, and I, you look I, back and you're like, no, oh. I, I, I think about like, you know, we wouldn't have joined Apex without you. Yeah. Like we, we just wouldn't have done it. You know, you, for some reason you just had the trust to myself and my wife and you never would have started that journey without never. that one crashing. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Anyway, and it took it's, a while. it's pretty it, crazy. It took a while for me. I went, I was an entrepreneur in residence at General Catalyst, which now is a huge like, firm. Yeah. firm. Back then they were just brand new. The founders had had an exit. And How were, do you do this stuff? I think about like these like, like life, that's a rad experience. An entrepreneur in residence and you're like seeing, you know, venture capital and, yeah. you know, deals happening at a young age, like... I, I just, you just see it. You just see, Hey, that would be an opportunity that'd be unique and interesting. And yeah. I mean, if I'm being truthful, I'd say I was not, that was a dark time. I was like, it, my confidence was rocked. My, yeah. Cause like, if your identity is like, I'm a founder of a billion dollar company, we're taking over the world. And then all of a sudden that is gone, is gone. I don't know that I had an identity yet. I remember thinking, I've always been pretty confident in myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, still like insecurities and all of that. I think people who try and pretend they don't have that are not being honest, but maybe, maybe there are people that just are like, you know, everybody has, has that. But, um, I did wonder, I'm like, are they right? Or am I right? Yeah, of course. Like, are, am I really, was and, I, and, was and, I that bad? When, at that point, maybe you don't have enough reps to know. I didn't. Yeah. Like it, I didn't it, know who I was. It's kind of easier at this point to look back and you've got enough chapters in the book to say, I just know who I am. You know, I'm, I'm resilient. I, I will not be stopped. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep fighting. I'm battled. You know, I won't I'll, give I'll, up. I'll never give up. You know, 
all those things that it's like, I, I was talking to, you know, coach Pope and he was talking about, you know, getting fired six times or seven times in the league. And even the decision to go coach basketball. Yeah. And that faith came from all the failures. It's yeah. like, I just know I'll never quit. Like, huh. you know, I'm betting on myself because I've done that enough times. I just know that's a good formula. Hard work, good attitude. Yeah. All in. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. at this point, it's like you, you you could start over and you just pick it back up. You know, you've just done it too many. But at that point, you don't have that. You know, you don't have like that like foundation of like But that actually is kind of the purpose, even of life for yeah. me. Which is that becoming. It's the becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like arriving is like not actually the purpose. Yeah. I'm like, it's the process. It's a bit of fool's gold too. Like yeah. you, you kind of think, oh, like when I get that car or when I get that million or what, like yeah. that's where I'll be happy. And it, it's just not. It, you know? It's super empty. Yeah. It, at least it has been for yeah. me. And then I'm like, oh, what I like is building. It's like, yeah. I like the process. I like kind of. I, I remember you telling me that when, when you and Steve were talking about you going to LHM. Yeah. And I think anybody looking from the outside is like, that's an interesting choice because you you have had success and don't need to kind of put the hard hat on and get building again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you could kind of take a more passive role. Yep. And it was a really actually interesting insight for me about you and just who you are is like, I want to get in and I want to start building again. I want to be a part of a team and I want to like... Yeah. And that, so it's insightful to see like even today. And that was part of a process that's happening now. Like that happened, you know, after, I mean, I knew I was a builder, but it's like, like it was all of those experiences. Where but you love like, the work. Yeah. You love the grind. Like, you know, I love, I love building. Yeah. It's like building. Once I've built something, I'm like not as excited anymore. That's when you're fulfilled. It's yeah. like when you're, I'm, I'm like, I love, it's like, I love seeing what I built, Yeah. but then like me looking at what I've built is not very exciting for very yeah. long. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I've done Ste that. Stephen Covey's got this quote where he says, satisfied needs don't motivate. And it's really insightful. You know, like the, when you don't have it, it's kind of unsatiable. You just, you, you want it. And you can yeah. work. Once you have it, you kind of check that box, you know, and it's kind of what's next moving on, you know, it's yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah. So, so what entrepreneur in residence. So entrepreneur in residence. And then, and really they had an idea for a company that I was this helping a general them. catalyst, a general catalyst. I mean, they're like, they're actually now like, like a force one of nature. The top, yeah. yeah like one of the top firms. Yeah. Same, um, same leadership, same ownership there now. Same, or is it, is yeah, it? I mean, it's much bigger, but yeah. the founders, yeah. Are, That's so you cool. Know, um, David Fialco and Joel Cutler are the two founders of the firm. And now it's, you know, again, it is a force of nature. Amazing what they built. Yeah. But I wasn't like, I, my confidence was rocked. Like my dad actually passed away during that oh, period man. of time. He, he was like really important in your Super life. Super important right? yeah. to me. And I, you know, I was 29 now, you know, it's like still a baby. Still young. Yeah. Still young. Um, and so honestly, looking back, if there, if I have any, I try not to regret because I try to just say, hey, I'm, I do the best I can. And, yeah. you know, but that that's a period where I'm like, I don't know that I like was my best. I'm not like completely proud. Yeah, of... not actually not. That's 
Yeah, completely proud. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was horrible, but because you have so many things in your life that you could look back and say, "I'm proud of that." Yes, I, I'm. I'm proud of what you know yeah. we did with Mitt. Proud of what we did with Vivint. We built a great company, great culture, great technology. Co- it know. ended up being actually the company ended up being successful, probably more from other people that had come into to that than than me. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, I I left that and and. Um, to go help Mitt run for governor. Yeah. Um, and how'd that come about? Because that like very, super very, random. very different track. You know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, Boston. There's some connection with Boston. Yeah. You, know, you lived in Boston and founded your company in Boston. It was honestly Tag, his oldest son, called me and was like, hey, my dad's thinking about coming back and running for governor from the Olympics, come back from the Olympics and running for governor. And he's like, I need some help for a few days. Cause he just like kind of saved the Olympics, right? Like yeah. he, him was, and Frazier, those guys had, yep. you know, amazing absolutely. job. Yeah. Um, and tags, like I, I need to figure out like how he's going to get on the ballot. So I literally like went over to, you know, and, and mid at that point was kind of force of nature. Like he, you know, I mean, he'd built, been at bank capital, he'd run for Senate. And so he'd had some experience some running experience, against yeah. Ted Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and then done the Olympics. Which looking so, back, it's like, that's a tough person to run against, you know, Ted yeah. Kennedy's like, yeah. And he honestly, like for a little while was actually leading in the polls, yeah. like, which, and then I think that awoke the giant, the mob, everybody. Yeah. yeah like everybody came like, after him. Yeah. Like maybe literally the mob, but anyway, like um, <laughs> including everybody else. But um, um, and so um, so I went and um, originally it was just going to be like a few days. I was going to help him, and then that turned into really like three years. Like it turned into a year on the Isn't campaign. That crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like you think about like these big life decisions. That started with like almost inconsequential choices, you know. It's kind of like I'm the just dots. gonna. It's I, the dots. I'm gonna go just dabble. You look you back know? and in it, it feels chaotic. Like I can, I promise you, I did not feel in all of this. I felt lost and like what you know. And then, then it'd be like, hey, I think this, I, like this sounds interesting. I'll get asked by friends. They're like, hey, how do you how do you form Sandlot? And I was like, it's, Dave was on the couch outside my office, you know, and yeah. like came buddies and then like there was this breeze deal and you know like this craziness in the market with covid and you know you look back and you're like how did that happen like that was a track that i didn't choose to get on i had no aspiration to get on it and all of a sudden i'm on it you know and it's it's beautiful but it's like take advantage of i i will tell people i think the best way to like maximize the dots yeah because you don't know what the dots are yeah is to try and be as good as you can be in everything that you're doing. Yeah. So so Clayton Christensen, he kind of has this concept of like your deliberate strategy. This is my plan. You know, I'm going this direction. And and then these emergent opportunities that are like you never saw coming that end up kind of end up being the strategy. The strategy. But That's you right. can't know them in the you, you kind of gotta move. You gotta yes. pick a plan and go, but then be open to the off ramps. You know what I mean? Like yeah. but, but people would People would, at Vivint, people would come and be like, hey, I want to be, I want to be in your position, like, in the future. I'd be like, okay, awesome. Like, if I go talk to your boss right now, tell me, like, what, I'd be like, where are you at? They'd be like, a college student. I'm, I'm in the call center. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Tell me, like, 
if I go talk to your boss right now, tell me what they're like going to tell me about you. Well, but I don't want to be in the call center. Like they're going to say that maybe I'm, you know, kind of a, and I would say that's what like the dots connect or opportunity comes because you're, you are good. Even if it's in the call center, if you're good, someone that will create an opportunity for you. And it happened. Like, honestly, the way I started my, the first company was on my mission. I tried to work hard. I didn't know. And Justin, who went to MIT, we became friends. He knew that like, like I tried to work hard. That's it. He did. And the truth is neither one of us knew anything about business. We didn't know. You're just kind of attracted to each other because of like that. We just tried to work hard. We just tried. It's like, if we're going to be in the mission, it's like, well, we're not, we're going to, you know, try to work hard. It wasn't. Yeah. There was no grand plan or yeah and so i look back and say wow you know me going on a mission was like important me like we're you know trying to do my best that didn't mean i you know it's like i again i had a hard i don't like getting up so that was hard for me but i tried to do my best and then that's what led justin to be like hey he he you know like i'm gonna call alex and like get him involved with this and so I'm like, well, what happens if I like on a mission, I wouldn't have like maybe tried my best. Yeah. And and so I'm I'm a big believer that it's like you just gotta, you gotta take care of it today. Yeah. Like be excellent. Today. Don't worry about yeah. like it that stuff will come. Yeah. If you like try to be the best call center person. Yep. That is how opportunity will yep. come to you. I think about what you're doing right now in your partnership with LA Jim, that does not happen. Without if you didn't take care of the step one, to, you know, and it it was our sponsorship deal, yeah, and the relationship we formed, you go learn and how the to success work we had, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. all of, of that. I'm yeah. like, hundred percent, yeah, that came because of steps before it, which are still like the mission was the first. Like, yeah, it's like, like a, I'm like, it's I, compounding results over a lifetime. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you get those bigger benefits yeah. at the tail end, but in it, it's super important because I speak with you know, college kids a lot. Um, I have, I have a lot of college kids, you know, in my family, my kids. Sometimes I think they think like looking back, it's like easy to connect the dots. And so then they're like, am I doing something wrong? I mean, I I think they do to you what you were doing to those entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're looking at you saying like, (laughs) it just works for you. You, you, it worked here and here and here. It must be easy for you. Or like you had all the answers. hundred yeah. percent. And so then they're discouraged because yeah. they're like, it feels kind of chaotic yeah. and I, I can't see the next step. I don't know what I should do next. And what I want to convey is like, I felt the same way. Yeah. I like, I remember being so frustrated. I remember with my dad, like he, he, I remember him saying like when all this stuff with, with lava storm and that first company and he's like, it's going to turn out. Okay. And I remember being mad, like mad at him and being like, you don't know that you're saying that just because you're my dad. And like, I I doesn't feel like it's going to be okay. Like I, I, and I remember being like, can God just show me like the end, not even the end. I'm like, if I could just see like two steps, yeah. Or sometimes just the next step. If I could just know what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. And I focused a lot on that. Yeah. 
And so in it, it felt chaotic. It felt uncertain. But but I think something that I've noticed about you and it, I, it's kind of with every successful p- person that I know is they just take action. They just start moving forward. Even yeah. if they don't know where they're going, they, exactly. they get some momentum and like they, they just start moving. Like it, standing still does nothing. Like none of those opportunities are going to find you. You kind of find them as you go. And it, you know, you go to general catalyst and then it goes to mitts. You know exactly. what I mean? And it's kind you of just, happening in the moving, in the, in the hustling. In I'm the, a huge, huge believer in that. Gordon Smith was, used to be a neighbor of mine. He um, moved away, but he was the, the um, dean of the law school at BYU. And he gave this talk that like resonated with me. Captured it. Like I loved it. Yeah. And he talked about the, the, the Covey principle begin with the end in mind, which I actually think is true. You have to have maybe something you're going to. Yeah. But I think a lot of people actually don't begin because they're not totally sure what the end is. And they're like, I feel like I need to figure out the end. Yeah. And so I never start. Yep. And he gave this talk and he said, like, just begin. And that honestly resonates more with me. And he talked about his experiences where he went to law school. He thought he was going to be more in like social, like law, like do this stuff. And then he like, through these experiences found that like corporate law was like his calling. And he, and he's like, look back and he's like, it's okay that you don't know what the end is. Yeah. Um, just begin, like just start the path and it's actually okay. Like, and I, again, like I tell this to my kids and, and other, you know, college age kids that like I'm interacting with, they're like, what if I started this major and, like it's not right. And I'm like, that's amazing. That means you know Yo. that's not what you want to do. My, my wife is going through like this process right now where she's, you know, we got five kids and Callie's 15 and two. And she's kind of, <laughs> I won't say she's tired of being a mom, but she's like, is this all that there is? You know, and so she's going through this like, what else am I going to do in the world? And so, it, you know, it's like, well, I'll go back to school. And so it starts out, I'm going to, do an English degree because I, I like writing. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'll do a religion degree because I like religion. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I'll do an MBA because I, you know, I want to head up a foundation and do, and she's kind of going through this process and she'll get to the end of it. Be like, that's not right. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like you can't figure out if it's not right unless you figure out if it's not right. Like keep going, you know, exactly. so she's, she's in that, like the iterative process. Yeah. It's like, Greatness in my mind actually happens um, through iteration. Little degrees. Yeah. Like, and so I've realized the faster you can iterate, yeah, the faster you'll get there. And a lot of people figure, I think, waste a lot of time saying, I'm trying, I'm going to try and like the way I liken it to business, I'm going to try to come up with the perfect business plan. You know what's the scariest thing about you is it feels so intuitive. Like, I'm like this book junkie. I'm like, read a book a week at half or 20 years, you know, and I'm like, and yours just feels so instinctual. Like you, you, you pick it up just along the way. And I've all, like, I've always felt that about you. Like what you're describing, I think about Tom Peters, who's like, a, like very few people capture 
excellence and business and the process like him to me. Yeah. But he talks about this, this concept of the people and companies that try the most stuff win and the people and companies that screw the most stuff up win. And that you have to fail fast and a lot. And, and actually like, like learning from it. Yeah. And I think, um, Learning from it is actually the most important thing. Yeah. And and so then it becomes really important on how you view the iterations. Yeah. If you're like, I did this and I failed. And you give up or you stop. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like you're like you're missing the whole point. Yeah. And so when my kids will come in and do something and they failed, and they're like, Oh, I can't, you know, like I did something and I did whatever. Yeah. They didn't get an outcome they wanted. My first question now is always like, what did you learn? Yeah. And they're like, instead of like shame and like. My, my, my daughter had this like beautiful experience. We, we had a party at our house last night and Matt Clayton, he runs this local school slope school. And my daughter gets caught cheating. She's cheating on her math <laughs> and had been for two or three months. And, you know, he comes and he's a friend of ours. And so he comes to us and, you know, says, Hey, like, this happened. And so we address it. We sit down with her and she's just broken. She's absolutely broken. And then she gets mad and he's the bad guy and goes through this whole process. And then it's like, I got to go back and start over. You know, I, I, I was this, and now I got to go back and start. And it was, it was a hard six months. It was a really hard six months. And I remember sitting down with her and, and I was like, Ava, like I cheated in high school and I never fixed it. And I, I cheated all the way through high school and got good grades, but I didn't get an education and you have a chance to fix it and actually get, yeah. and she, she, you know, went through it and all of a sudden something clicks and she's like excelling. And what went from like this, she's smart enough to work around the system and yeah. still get the results to having to take her medicine. And also now she has this confidence and she's like, learning from it and, and becoming, and, and I was just talking to Matt and it wasn't easy for Matt. Like Matt had her over to his house and she's mad at him and he's doing math that they're one on for six months. And I'm just like, one, you're my hero. Yeah. And two, like, it's just like this beautiful life lesson that f like failure is not, you know, it's, Failure, you, it's if how you respond. If you know? you're willing to learn from if it. You're and and, I, and <laughs> I think a lot of times failure can bring shame, embarrassment, like all of that. And if you, if that's the only thing you like learn from it, yeah. then you get stuck. It's like, then it's like, well, I'm, what you become is scared to fail. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't want to feel shame again. Yeah. I don't. And then so instead I've always, well, again, I've like learned this through lots of hard experiences, yeah. but it's like, okay, like I've one, accept it. I'm okay saying I failed. Yeah. And actually that's taken me maybe a lifetime just to so actually. so like, liberating. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, actually like yeah. when you're just good, like being naked and like, it's just what you are. Exactly. Like, like, no one can hurt you at that point. You and know, it, it is liberating yeah. where you say, and maybe more importantly, accepting 
that I can fail. Yeah. Like that is what actually has taken me truly a lifetime because I was so scared to fail. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't want to think about it. I'm I like, I think that's so natural though. I, I think that's like, I don't think there's anybody that just signs up to like crash and burn. You know what I mean? And, and I think that I think about door to door sales. Yeah. And one of the biggest gifts from God that I ever received was having a, a big piece of my early career be in an in- industry where you go out and you just <laughs> fail most of the time. Yeah. And you actually have to get really good with rejection and with people being mean and you have to get emotionally fit. Yeah. And there's going to be people that don't like you and there's going to be people that fight against you. And, and it you, won't feel good. And it'll never And feel I can good. learn from it. If I yeah. actually, if I learn from yeah. it, then it truly can be for my benefit. Yeah. If I just like am embarrassed and ashamed or run and, from it. Yeah. Or, hide from or it. try to run from yeah. it. Then you'll never like you, you won't learn. Well, the you kind of paint yourself lessons. into a small corner where like yeah. there's a small corner of the world where you're not going to get rejected, where you're not going to have failure. And it's going to be a very small life. Like it, it, I don't think it will be, it will be not. A, well, the funny thing is, is that I think people put themselves there to protect themselves of course. from like, yeah. like it will be a comfort. It's like, it will be, that's good. It, yeah. It's good for me to be there. Yeah. But when you're there, it, it's a empty promise. Yeah. It's like, that's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not fulfilling. It doesn't. And the truth is there's still pain. You're, run, still, you're, you're running away. And I think about my daughter and she wanted to run away. Yeah. And she blame and, you know, she wanted to run away and I was so proud of her for, half facing the music, not feeling shame. Like we're, we're never like, like, you know what I mean? Like I cheated, like, and just own it. You own and it's it. like, and, it's and okay. It's, it's okay it's that life. it hurts. And yeah. it's like, I here's yeah. like, that is important to me. The other lesson in all of that. And this is like kind of one of the most important one is just don't give up. Yeah. Everybody has bad days yeah. where they give up, where yeah. they want to give up, where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. And I would just say, well, like, but ultimately yeah. don't give up. Yeah. Like just keep trying. If yeah. you had a bad day, wake up tomorrow morning and don't give up. Yeah. Um, um, because that maybe has been like, honestly, I think a lot of my success has come because I've just like outlasted. You won't quit. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I remember I, I was going through a hard, like a hard patch in my career and I came to you for like some advice. And I remember you gave me like just this, I don't even know if you remember this, but it was just this profound advice, which was just, just stay in the game. Just, keep, do, just, just keep playing. And it, it, it was so timely because I'm like, I just need to stay in the game. I just need to survive. And if you can stay in the game, you live the play. You live. If you stay it. in long enough, yeah, honestly, like, I'm like, oh, good things will one, happen. One day it's raining, the next <laughs> yeah. day the sun's out. Yeah. You know, but you got to kind of stay in it. And it, it was just, I've seen that in your career where you've just kind of outlasted <laughs> people through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? You've just kind of like gutted it out. And I actually think that's one of your superpowers is, you know, the ability to endure eloquently. Like with a pretty, you're not like a rosy optimist, but you <laughs> do have faith that it's all going to work out. So I think there's like a, this interesting balance between like 
oh, it's all perfect and rainbows. And like, it's really hard and it could be hard for a long time. But at the end, it is going to work out, you know. I do believe that. Yeah. So I am actually optimistic. I'm, but not I like try to be not like Pollyanna, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not like, realistic about yeah. like the, it's not up until, at least for me. Yeah. I'm like, maybe other people's experience, and I'm open to that. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I'm just not as good as most other like super, yeah. you know, like people that have had success and like are like, oh, up and to the right. And yeah. Honestly, that I've read books, I would read books. And it was like all these things. And I'm just like, that's not real. That doesn't, it actually just didn't resonate with me. Cause I'm like, well, my experience is different. The one book I read that I bawled, I bawled, I was on a plane and, um, I was on a plane, I was reading it and I was bawling. I was sitting in coach, like on a window seat. I remember this like vividly was a book called the hard thing about hard things. So good. Um, and, um, um, Horowitz, Ben Horowitz, too um, much, too much truth in that book. Uh, like the, and, <laughs> and the reason why I was crying was because he was talking about all these hard things. Like he's like, and he, you know, his, I mean, Andreessen Horowitz is like yeah. a super successful VC firm, but he was talking about his companies. He's like, I didn't like, I didn't know if it was, if I, you know, I was like, I was pretty sure it was going to fail. Like I had to fire people that were like smarter than me. I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. And I bawled because I was like, I remember something he said in that book. He's like, the 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 struggle, the struggle is when you know you should be fired, but they won't fire you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but nobody we don't can. Have any, we don't yeah, have anybody. Exactly. Nobody who can. else is gonna do I it. I <laughs> have that paragraph in my phone. The struggle, like, and it's all this. The struggle is when you go on vacation to feel better and you feel, you feel worse. worse. Like, yeah. All this stuff. Yeah. And I finally was like, I felt like that is what I have felt. Yeah, he, and then I was like, I'm not alone. He captured it. It captured. Cause a lot of times I'd be like, look around and be like, everyone else feels like they've got all this they stuff this. figured out. They got this. And I'm yeah. like, I, I know people think I have it figured out, Yeah, but, and I did, you know, a lot of the time, but there's a lot of times that I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not totally sure what to do. And it was awesome having Todd. We sometimes be on the phone. Like I remember a conversation with Todd during 2008 when things were just hard, like, hard and yeah. horrible. And like, I I remember like having a conversation. If we could get a couple million bucks out of this, like we'd be, I mean, you just sold it all for just oh, like, just like, yeah. cause it's like, is this so even going to be, you know, like worth any, are we going to yeah. just let everybody down and the whole thing's going to collapse because there is no capital in yeah. the world to run our business. Um, and, and so you do, you kind of go through that enough and you, you, you get some context. Um, but it, those feelings are real. Like no. we had those, like, and looking back, I'm like laughing at it now. I'm like, wow, that would have been stupid if we did yeah. that. But, and so those were more my experiences. Yeah. So lots of awesome success. And I like talking about it, but not as much as I like talking about like, hey, it also yeah. was hard and was, and I don't, I'm like, there was a lot of success and a lot of awesome fun, you know, where we were on top of the world, but there was as much like, you know, where hard. you're going through really hard. It's dark. It's like hard yeah. and you're unsure. And when I read that book, 
um, I was like, I, I thought one, I'm like, I'm not alone. Actually, someone else that I would look at and say that have achieved things that I want to achieve, yeah. like felt the way I did. And then I'm like, not everyone's being totally honest. I yeah. think with like, like or how, su- how success works is how it works. At least how it's worked with me. Yeah. Well, cause I think like, yeah, like this world is built to paint a rosier picture about your marriage, about everything, your body, about <laughs> your, you know what I mean? Like I think about like, even like you take these social media filters that literally like I see my daughter and it alters your face. And I'm like, that's so messed up. And like, it literally like says, oh, you're not good enough. Let me just like alter it to look. A, and it's not authentic. It, I know. You know, and so you literally have like the world showing the rest of the world a view of something that's just not truthful. It's not real. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's playing charades. And the promise is empty. Yeah, I think we yeah. do that. Because we think if people think this about me, then I'm going to be happy and yeah. fulfilled. And if I have these or that things, I'm not enough. I'm not, I'll be smart happy and fulfilled. And the, yeah. Um, and then you do that. And then you are in my experience, you're more empty. Yeah. You're less fulfilled. You're like, I, I, I've, I've, education for me has always been one of those like insecurities where I look at like these people that, you know, it's like, I got a 19 on the SAT. Like <laughs> I didn't even know what the SAT, like, you know what I mean? Like I, like, I didn't even know what that was. Well, like, I'm a, I'm a sociology major from BYU. So but I, yeah, I'm like, like I, I dropped out. I did this. And, and you, you look to other people and you're like, man, they, they just, that they are so great and I'm not. And as what I've realized over time and where I've just kind of got comfortable with myself is just like, my journey is my journey. Be who you yeah, are and just, be true to and, who and, you are. And like, I am super educated. I am super smart, but I'm different smart. I've, I've, exactly. I've followed my track and I love my track. Yeah. It, I love it. Yeah. But it's taken a long time. You know, it's, it's hard to like get comfortable in your own. But that's, skin. again, I think it's, I think that's the purpose. Yeah. It's not being where you're at now is easy. Yeah. It's, the how you got here was kind of the purpose. Yeah. It like speaks to my it's like like becoming like God. It's yeah. like, well, that's actually kind of the the journey is the purpose. Yeah. Not like because anytime I've like gotten to where I thought I wanted to get to, yeah. It's like kind of empty. I'm yeah. like, this is it. Like, you know, like I want what I wanted and what I still want is the journey. I mean, we like, we could literally go on for like 10 hours. And so like, <laughs> we'll have to do this again. Cause there's just other chapters yeah. that, I, that I'd love to go deep on that. We probably don't have the time to do it today, but there are like some like questions that I want to ask you. Okay. Talk to me about faith. You know, talk to me about how faith factors in the journey and how like, philosophically for you, how that's impacted decisions that you've made uh, through your life. Yeah. I mean, I think I would say my faith is like central to everything that I do. Um, But even that has not been like an up and to the right. I've, I've gone through, you know, um, in my adult life experiences where I've had to like kind of, 
um, where I've had dark like times, times where yeah. I've like, do I, do I believe in God? Do I believe in what I believe in? Yeah. Do I, you know, um, what is important to me? Yeah. Am I doing these things because this is what I was taught I should because do? Because I should do it. Yeah. Or am I doing this is because I what I want to do? Yeah. Um, and so even with my faith, I've like gone through the, it's like followed the same pattern Yeah, where I've like, it's, I've had to struggle and I've had to. Cause what's interesting is like the same way I describe probably people looking at your business career. Like I would look at that from like your faith, you know, you've always, you and Debbie have always been like big time examples for me and Chels of just like marriages that kind of keep that central, like go on vacation and I'm like, I don't want to go to church. I'm on vacation. Like, I want to go to the pool. I want to go get a massage. And my wife's like, we're going to church. I'm like, all right. You know, so we end up going to church and we'll see you guys there. And I'm like, and I've noticed that like, you guys have just kind of made a decision that like, this is important to us and we're going to, yeah, we're going to have this in our life, you know? And, but it probably did switch, like it switched probably in our adult lives from like, what we should do, like maybe, Hey, here's what you should be doing. Like what you should believe or what you should to like going through experiences where life got hard enough that it's like, what is it that we truly want? Like, do we like, do we believe in God? Do we want each other? Yeah. Like, is our marriage important to us? Not because it should be, but because we want it to be. Is, Raising kids is, you know, our faith in, you know, our church is like all of that. And so we've gone through these experiences where, again, we've tried to be authentic with each other about like, hey, I'm, I don't know. Where you're at in the journey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. And um, all of that has led to where now I'm like so comfortable and confident in my faith um, but okay with where other people are in their journey. Yeah. And not judgmental. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I just, I'm like, I just don't have, it's like, it, it's, it, it's just not helpful. Actually, it's not actually part of my faith. It's yeah. like not part of my yeah. like, um, faith. And so, um, and now looking, I'm like all the things, all of the, the best things that have happened to me that are part of my life that I find my most fulfillment and happiness in come because of my faith. And those are like my marriage and um, my relationship with Debbie and my kids and my relationship with God and my moral compass. compass. Like I'm like, it has led to the things that I want in my life. Um, And, but also like, you know, and I think in, in my, in my church, like, you know, there can be sometimes a culture of like shame and like, Hey, when you're sinning, which I believe in, I believe that there are like, there is a moral compass and that there is a right and a wrong. Um, but that there's all this shame associated and it's like, you should, and I'm like, everybody's struggling. Yeah. Like, I actually believe from a like 
theological standpoint that our purpose is to be here to become like God is. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that is like, we're far, like there's a long way to go, which means like, there's like yeah. a lot to to experience and a lot of mistakes to be made. Yeah, I, I remember and, I'm I'm in the MTC and, you know, before my mission, a mission was not in the cards for me, you know? And so like, it actually happened pretty fast, Yeah, you know? And so I was partying <laughs> and drinking and I was at school in Montana and, and then it kind of went to that, to, I'm going to go on a mission. And I just wasn't emotionally prepared. And I remember getting to the MTC and it was just so painful for me. Like it looked around and I'm like, these people aren't like me. And you know what I mean? Like they, they got kids getting up and you know, the 37th time I read the, you know, Bible or book of Mormon, that was when, and I'm like, uh, and I can still remember I was really struggling and we, you know, go to the temple and I'm sitting there and I'm just praying in the temple, like very sincere. And I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, am, am I good enough? And I remember getting this like real voice so direct. And it just said, I'm so proud of you. I still remember that. And I go back, you know, to that one moment so many times when I think about my relationship with God yep. and I was like, that's how God is, you know, God's not, cause I, yeah, I'd screwed up so many things, you know, and still do. But at that point, you know, I'd screwed up so many things and was kind of asking super sincere, like, Hey, I don't know if I'm good I'm, enough. I'm up for the challenge and the response. It was just like this abundance of love. And well, not, I came at this. So I actually think that's like a, such an important lesson. I came at this at such from such a different way, which was I wasn't like growing up, I wasn't that. I didn't party, I didn't drink, yeah. I didn't do all that. And I did what I was supposed to do. Um, but it was when this was like in the last 10 years that I got to a place where what I realized was I was never, I'm like, yeah, I'm a good dad or good husband or in the church or this, but like, it was never, I'm like, but I'm like falling short in all of those. I need, I'm not enough. I need, I'm not enough. I need to, I, I'm like, I can't more rules. Yeah. I need need to to be more, I need to. And I got to a point where honestly I was broken. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I felt like I was like on a, this, the uh, treadmill treadmill, and I could not keep up with it. And I I was in bed one night with Debbie and looking back, I'm like, I was testing her. Um, I didn't know I was doing that when it was happening. Um, cause I, I was wondering, I'm like, you know, does she love me because like, I'm trying to do all this stuff or is, does she love me just for for who I am? Like the good and the bad, the, you know, the, where I'm at. And so I said to her, I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know if like, I want to be in the church. What if I didn't want to be in the church? Yeah. And I think I was telling her like subconsciously the worst thing I could say to her 
to see like does she love does she love me for who you are me or does she love me because of what i'm like what i do yeah um and and she'll tell you this like that she feels like she you know like god helped give her the words because they weren't ones that she would have that would have that did scare her that was yeah and she just said i love you and if you don't um, if you don't want to be in the church, I don't, I love you. I want to be with you. And, um, Holy smokes. I, that's the good stuff. Man. I remember that night, I think feeling for the first time in my life, like in my soul, like what, um, what that, what God's love feels like. And that I thought if I'm good enough for Debbie, I'm good enough for God. Like God loves me. Wow. Even that I feel inadequate, like in everything. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not who I should be in any aspect of my life. I'm trying. And like, you know, like the next day I was like, I said to her, I said, I I don't, I didn't really, I, I did feel that, but I'm like, you know, like, but, that response was like so important to me getting to the exact same. And this was 10 years ago. Wow. Like I'd been on a mission. I've been, you know, done all this stuff, you know, but like within the last 10 years, I got to a place where I finally was like, I feel and know God loves me right where I'm at. Yeah. And, and wants me to be better. So I'm like, it's not, I'm not like consigning myself to, Hey, I'm just, you know, I'm at where I'm at and I'm not going to be better. God wants more from me, but it's okay that that is a but, process. But there's, but there's a different way to get there. And I think that was what I learned in that moment. And I've always tried to lead like that. And even like parent like that. Yeah. Cause it was like this distinct experience that I had. That's like with love. Like, yeah. that Like real love, yeah. like unconditional love, like the, I love I, you. I don't care what you do. Exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I do want you to be better. And and you can. That's right. Like, like a, like a, a, I'm cheering for you. Like I'm encouraging you. Let's, you know, but it's not from a place of like the whip. It's a place from like, like truly like love, you know? And I, I think about that and I think about the. It's a, it's called a dialectic, which is like two things that can be true that yeah. actually oppose each other. That are like opposing to each other, yeah. which is hard for our mind to comprehend. But it's like God can love me and want me to be better. Yeah, God can be okay with where I'm at now. But, but it actually makes complete sense to me. I think about like people that I've led, and you always want them to be better. You know what I mean? But you're also like cheering for them and pulling for them, and you know what I mean. And yeah. so it's like that. That's yeah. And so that, to me, like, I came to that actually, like, some that that core thing that's in my soul now. Wow. Completely different than you came to it. Yeah. But God I think us. I, I think I needed mine a lot earlier. <laughs> like, I think I needed that. Like, I know I did. I, I know I needed that really, really early because that system of, like, rule following and check boxes i i would not have lasted i still like i don't like it 
You know, I, I like that there's structural things that I don't like where, where my faith is like grounded, where I just know it is what it is, is I'm like, I, I don't know how everything works, but I do know, you know, I know there's a God. Yeah. I know he loves me and he's got a plan for me. Yeah. And he's kind of been there for me every step of the way. And so, and I feel the, the same way. And now there's like a peace that has come through learning that like through that experience Yo. that I honestly don't know that I had before. Yo. There was a lot of like anxiousness, like I'm trying and I'm not living up to in anything. Yo. And now I'm like, and it was kind of also in business. Like, am I going to fail? Am I living? A, am I good enough? Yo. That kind of maybe was at the core of all Yo. this. And like, I've gotten to a place where I'm now comfortable saying I'm doing my best Yo. and I'm okay with that. And I want, I still want to be better yep. and I can have both of those things and have peace in that and not say I'm, I'm okay, but I really want to be better. And Yo. I don't know that I'll be accepted or I can even accept myself until I am better. Yeah. Brother, uh, I think we're in like chapter two and I, I have so many other places to go, but I want to be, you know, sensitive of time and everything. And so I'd love to have you come back and do this again and pick up where we left off. But I think just to finish, you know, um, I, I really do like honor the man that you are and like the dad that you are, the leader that you are. Um, and I wouldn't be who I am without you. And so I, I, I like, well, I you feel know, the same way. So you know, thank you for having me. Yeah. And you know, I love you. I, I love you too. Thanks for coming in. 